I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, that looks beautiful. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips and there's no tenderness like before in your fingertips you're trying hard not to show Then it's time to switch Put my tape on pause And add some more to yours Then you figured You're ready for the neighborhood chores The E-M-C-E-E Don't even try to be When you come up to speak Don't even lie to me You like to exaggerate Dream and imagine Then change the rhyme around That could aggravate me So when you see me come up freeze Or you'll be one of those seven MCs They think that I'm a new jack But only if they knew that They who think wrong Or they who can't do that style That I'm doing They might ruin Patterns of paragraphs Based on you and your If anything he play sound familiar, I'll wait to East say play him. So I'ma have to diss who broke. You can get a smack for this. I ain't no joke. But he started the whole process with me because when he made the team and I didn't, I wanted to prove not just to Leroy Smith, not just to myself, but to the coach who actually picked Leroy over me. I wanted to make sure you understood you made a mistake, dude. Coach Smith? day that he was on the Sports Illustrated and he named four starters and he didn't name me, that burned me up. <laughs> Because I thought I belonged on that Sports Illustrated. Now, he had his own vision about giving a freshman that exposure, and I totally understand that, but from a basketball sense, I deserve to be on that Sports Illustrated, and he understands that. Like the fire, you place the flowers in that you bought today Staring at the fire for hours and hours while I listen to you play your love songs all night long 
Say the next year I come back. I broke my foot. I was out for 65 games, and when I came back, I wanted to play. You know, here in the doctors, they came up with this whole theory that you can only play seven minutes a game. But I'm practicing two hours a day. You know, I'm saying, well, I don't think I don't I don't agree with that math. You know. I had to go in his office and sit down with him and I said, Jerry, you know, I feel like I should play more than 14 minutes and practice in two hours. He says, uh, MJ, I think I have to protect the long term of investment that we've invested in you. And I said, Jerry, I, said, I really think I should be able to play. He said, let me ask you this. He said, if you had a headache, and you know, at that time it was about 10% chance that I could re-injure my, my ankle or my foot. He says, if you have a headache and you got a, 10 tablets, and one of them was coated with cyanide, and I looked at him, I said, how bad is the headache? <laughs> Depending on how bad the headache. Cross is right there, and Jerry's not here. Obviously, I don't, you know, I don't know who inv invited him. I didn't, but uh, uh, I hope he understands. I hope he understands. It, it goes a long way, and he was a very competitive person. I was a very competitive person. He said, "Organization wins championships." I said, "I didn't see organization playing with the flu in Utah. I didn't see him playing with, you know, with the bad ankle." You know, and from that point forward, you know, I wanted to prove to you, Magic, Larry, George, everybody, that I deserve to be on this level as, as much as anybody else. And I hopefully, over the period of my career, I've done that, without a doubt.
And then you had all your media and they said, oh, scoring champion can't win a, can't win an NBA title. Or, you know, you're, the, you're not as good as Magic Johnson. You're not as good as Larry Bird. You're good, but you're not as good as those guys. You know, I had to listen to all this. Birth like a drunk man is Never say never, because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. My restlessness is my nemesis, it's hard to really chill and sit still. Committed to page, I write around, sometimes won't finish for days. Scrutinize my literature from the large to the miniature, I mathematically add. Minister, subtract the wax, select the will it back, I'm feeling that. Chez moi. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Oh, yes. In the background, I, I gotta get better at this. I'm always playing stuff in the background and never acknowledging the um, elephant in the room, giving credit to the players, the songs. In the background, this is this group, Compostela. This is another thing that my buddy Jay turned me on to. This is a a jazz group, like an experimental jazz group from Japan. It's very hard to find much of any information about these guys, but they're so good. This isn't even on Spotify. I had to do some digging to find this, but... And this song is called um, Remembrance of My First Time in Life. How about that title? So cool, this, this stuff. How are you guys doing? Here for another episode of Race to the Bottom. This is episode 16 of season 3, believe it or not. Done. This is the 56th of these shows that we've done. Thank you to everybody who's been tuning in and giving feedback. Shout out to um, Eric and Tim and 
Nikki and my mom and dad and Wes and the the whole mishpucha. I say that right? The whole gang. You guys um doing okay? I hope so. I saw I was watching like a, this little clip of Bill Maher. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. But um in the clip Bill Maher made a joke that everybody in uh is just like getting weed delivery and watching Netflix. I don't know about you guys, but I could not handle marijuana right now. I'm already feeling a little too inward. Don't want to go even deeper. But hey, maybe I'm a square. Never even touched the stuff. But I've noticed this week, and I've, I've talked to a few people about this. Maybe you've noticed this. I have to do, I have to be online for my teaching, my classes, and I don't love it. And I was trying to figure out why. It's when you're a teacher and you have like, I have like 85 students. And when I think about, when I try to get all 85 into my head, there's no way I can get 85 students into my head. It's just kind of this mass of kids, right? But when I teach in person, you know, every day I have real human interaction with my students and that eight number of 85 becomes individuals. It becomes individualized. And I think when we're reaching out, I mean, it's definitely very important to reach out and try to have people on the show, Vance and Tom and Chris. People loved that talk we had last week. About cooking in quarantine, but it's still, it's still not quite real. And in some ways, it it feels really nice to to connect online or you know over your phone, over whatever device. In some ways, that it's great, and then in other ways, it only makes you feel more separate. You guys feel that? I sure do. I've been cooking a lot, making fun stuff, making lots of stock. Stock is fun. You just get all the ends of your carrots and onions, all the that scrap. It's almost like the stuff you would compost. You throw it into a into a pot of water and just simmer it. And man, that stock, it's great throw it in beans or throw it in whatever sauce Mm-mm-mm. it's like almost as good as a uh, Hangul, right but been cooking watching stuff started watching veep from the beginning again so good so great and watching some other stuff which i will talk to you about in the segment of the show that i like to call recommended but um i we watch i wouldn't go so far as to throw it into the recommended sec- segment. It was good. We watched I, Tanya about Tanya Harding. Been watching a lot of like n- stuff that harkens back to the 90s. When my kids want to reference a, a long-forgotten era, they go for the 90s. Like as if the 90s were like the 1920s. Which makes me feel nice and young. 
Oh my god, I for totally forgot. My opening monologue, before I go any further, is sponsored by Winslow Tea. And you know how I realized that I had forgotten to do this? I wanted to uh, sip a tea. And uh, I'm going to take it right here. It's right, right next to me. Oh, that's good, man. It's like my eighth cup of tea today. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation, why don't you? Been seeing a lot of cool hashtag how you knows recently on the internet. Thank you guys for, for stepping up with that. Oh, oh, it sounded like my grandpa there. Oh, before I forget, did you guys do the smile, Amazon slash smile and put in Radio Free Brooklyn? It's so easy. And we get a little bit of funds on the back end. So uh, do that if, if you can. Been, you guys been reading? I've been reading. I finished my big tomes of Brothers Karamazov and Sons and Lovers. So I thought I would wanted to read a page turn. I'm reading The Secret History by Donna Tartt, who is the same author of that wrote The Goldfinch that became a horrible movie recently. But that book was fun, and, and this one's this one's good. It's like Jeffrey Eugenides with Eugenides. How do you say that guy's name? The guy who wrote Middlesex mixed with Stephen King is how I'd refer to it. It's a, it's what they call a campus novel, novel about college. But there's murder. It's good. And you know what else is good? Some things that I want to tell you about in the next segment of the show. It's time for Recommended. It's a recommendation. Have you guys checked out the Fiona Apple record? Oh man, it's good. So if, if you haven't heard Fiona Apple released her new record called Fetch the Bolt Cutters and I guess the big story about that about its reception is that there's this there's this online music blog called Pitchfork somehow this thing Pitchfork has like become the be all and end all of online musical journalism which is weird because it's not that not that great but it's perfect for our lowest common denominator world that we live in but pitchfork you know it's kind of like like a mission it uh, would a michelin star be similar to it it's super hard to get a 10 out of 10 on pitchfork it only they like to only do it like every decade kid a from radiohead got got a 10 out of 10 and in, in like 2000 kanye west you you remember that guy kanye he's he's Gone, not only canceled, he's gone from my memory. He said he was going to vote for Omelette Bar in 2020. He's, it's so, so sad. When you look at some of that dude's lyrics in the past, and, and now that he's... It's celebrity above above all for him, so go for it. Go for it, buddy. But Kanye West won a 10 out of 10 with his record my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which was a great record 
and uh, and then fetch the bolt cutters. Just one. Why do you keep seeing one? That's because that's what it's like. They uh, fetch the bolt cutters got a, a ten out of ten on Pitchfork, and it was actually a very well written article. Believe it or not, there's a line from it. The writer says that there's oppressive logic in every note. The very sound of fetch the bolt cutters dismantles patriarchal ideas. Professionalism, smoothness, competition, perfection, aesthetic standards that are tools of capitalism used to warp our senses of self. It's pretty cool, right? Who wrote that? Jen Pelly, contributing editor. She's a good writer. But anyway, the, I've been uh, really into this fetch the bolt cutters and we'll listen to one of the tunes in a little while and we'll listen to an to an old one of my favorite old fiona apple tunes back from her first record can do a little compare and contrast really different stuff also been checking out in the music department been checking out this podcast so far you only get this um i guess if you are a premium supporter of the best show with Tom Sharpling, but it'll probably be up. And they've been going through uh, year by year the music of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Not just the albums that they did together as CSN or CSNY, but all their solo stuff. And that's been cool. And we'll hear a Neil Young tune that I wasn't as familiar with that's really good. In the round of sound, I recommend, are you guys watching Last Dance? You heard it in the mashup, which we will get to. I'll tell you what was in that mashup, I promise. But this ESPN 10-part series, Last Dance, it's about the 98 Bulls as they tried to get their second three-peat. Jordan back in in, uh, commission, back from his baseball adventures, and they have all this footage. It's great. But it's been making me think a lot about the 90s and that time in my life and basketball in general. You know I'm a baseball guy, but basketball's in second place. I love I love basketball. I've been having a hard time getting into it the past few years. I guess I would be a Knicks fan, but that's untenable. And then, I don't know, I don't know who to root for. That's my problem. But man, back in the day, we used to... I, I got into basketball watching the watching the Lakers back when it was Magic and Kareem and James Worthy, Byron Scott, A.C. Green, that whole team. And a weird thing uh, that happened throughout my life with my dad, with doctor, my, my dad, your doctor, Dr. Dad, is we would always root for opposite basketball teams. He was a Celtics guy. I loved the Lakers. I loved the color. You know, I was like five or six years old. I loved the color of their jerseys. I just thought Kareem was so cool and Magic was so cool. And and, uh, so that was my team. My dad was a Larry Bird guy. I thought Larry Bird was a dork. And then that Kevin McHale guy looking like Frankenstein running up and down the court. Danny Ainge. A similar pattern with all those players. Maybe that's why you liked the Celtics, Dad. Because of some lack of melanin no but I kid and then uh, but then when Jordan came and in this I've talked about this on the show before I'm an underdog guy I can never root for the top dog I'm a Mets fan that's 
all there is to all I I don't need to say anything else about that. Who said that? That was is that Forrest Gump or that was Lincoln? Who said that's all I have to say about that. As Lincoln. So, Doctor Dad, he's a front runner. I hate I hate to tell you this, Doctor Dad. Maybe we can talk about this next week. And get your thoughts together about this. Calling you out onto the mat. But Doctor, you know, Doctor Daddy loves Lance. He loved Lance Armstrong because he was the best at doping, and he loved Michael Jordan because he was the best. But that just seemed boring to me. So I would root for always. It, it, there was that stretch. Those, you know, there was the two three peats. So it was six championships, and I rooted for the opposite team. So I rooted for the. Supersonics with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. I rooted for the uh, Trailblazers with Clyde the Glide and uh, Cliff Robinson with the headband. Right? And then I rooted for, who was it? The Suns, right? It was, that, was it that time? Rooted for the Suns with... That was like a... That was one of the first, like super teams or mega teams whatever they call them now everybody they got everybody on that Barkley and the and the crew you know but but obviously Michael and 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 Scotty Pippen and the and the boys defeated my underdogs handily each time we would be hanging out in the Outer Banks North Carolina on summer, our summer break always kind of coincided. We'd go down to the beach all day and then come up and watch the championships. Great memories of that. Eating chocolate chip cookies and stuff. Wonderful. So a lot of that was has been coming up while I'm watching this last dance thing, but competitiveness. And... I was never, sports-wise, I was never never very competitive. I was kind of, was a team player and didn't really care that much about winning. I just never had it. I guess music was the biggest way that I was competitive, but then I think that that competitiveness musically in my music career worked against me. But that leads us to... This, this idea of competitiveness leads us to what we heard in the mashup and kind of weaving through that whole mashup was MJ, Michael Jordan, giving his Hall of Fame speech. And so interesting because there's ever a guy who's, who's, who had won. It's Michael Jordan, the best ever in his chosen profession, art form or whatever you want to call it. But still, this guy is so competitive that the whole speech, he's just settling scores and talking about how people slighting him made him great. So interesting. Just dumping on people and saying that they, their criticism or, or their competition, their, the adversarial nature of his relationship with these people made him who he was and the competitor and the champion that he was. It's just such an interesting way to think about things very different than how my mind works so I, I thought we'd throw that in what else do we hear in the mashup we heard from more from dr richard kimball we played a little bit of him 
<laughs> last week from The Fugitive, and my wife suggested that an even better line than Dr. Richard Kimball, where he, Tommy Lee Jones says that his name all spicy, like he doesn't believe he really went to medical school. She, I had forgotten this line. Dr. Richard Kimball says, I didn't kill my wife. Tommy Lee Jones says, I don't care. It's great. We heard from... Who said this? One small step for man. Is that Neil Armstrong or the other weird guy, Buzz Aldrin? Why does why did the why does he say it? One small step for man. I was thinking about that this week. He's he's saying it like he's doing a, a voice, like he's being silly. One small step for man. Right? What's up with that? This is showtime. You're talking from the moon. Don't do a weird voice. It probably was that weirdo, Buzz Aldrin. We heard from Rakim, I Ain't No Joke, which was featured in The Last Dance. And I got excited about that tune, wanted to share it. We heard from Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack doing their version of You've Lost That Loving Feeling. So good. A bit went on a little Donny Hathaway spree this past weekend. So amazing. I love that record, their duets record. And uh, I, I told you about I'd play some 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 more stuff because I've been thinking about Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. But I played Our House, which Graham Nash wrote about his house that he shared with Joni Mitchell when they were together. I've always half hated that song, half loved it. Tom Sharpling referred to it as third-rate Paul McCartney, which I thought was funny. And we heard from the Flight of the Concords theme. Right? And then, as I said, a ton of Michael Jordan. If you're listening to this on your computer, consider downloading the app. Let's do this Amazon Smile thing, guys. Do it right now while you're listening. Just go to Amazon.com slash smile and then choose Race to the Bottom. It'll really help us out. And while you're doing that, go to Radio Free Brooklyn slash newsletter. Sign up for our newsletter. Keep up with what's going on at the stewed we promise to only send you one email a month with that and they're informative and there's just so many talented people doing great things at this radio station so let's uh let's let's do a big old round of sound got a bunch of songs that i want to play for you guys and this is um as it was last week sponsored by uh Ghoul and astoria they're still doing carry out and delivery it's uh randall's cousin's restaurant uh randall i knew him back in Asheville. and weird world he's got a cousin in astoria where i i lived until he moved to chez moi we'll hear from dr dog and my friend michael libramento plays with dr dog this is an old deep cut one of my favorite Dr. Dog songs. And I met the, the guys, and it's so embarrassing that I did this. But I said, I asked them. I met them backstage because I knew people who knew them. I said, why didn't you play Keep a Friend? That song is the best song ever. And uh, I guess the guy who wrote it said, this is interesting. As as horrible and cringy that is that I asked them this. Like, I, I should have just been gracious and said nice to meet you but i immediately had to be contrarian but the guy said uh he promised to his now wife that he wouldn't sing that song again because it was 
about another woman. As I previewed earlier, we'll hear from Neil Young from his second record that he did. Everybody knows this is nowhere. The title track, we'll hear that. We'll hear from Randy Newman with The World Isn't Fair when Karl Marx was a boy. Been studying Animal Farm with my students and talking about Karl Marx, and I got that song in my head. We'll hear from Fiona Apple with Slow Like Honey from her old first record. Title was the name of the record, and the song Slow Like Honey. It's my jam. And then we'll hear from her new record, the song Shamika, which is a very fun song. And then we'll hear from Amy Winehouse. As I was researching, looking up stuff about Donny Hathaway, Alicia Keys, Justin Timberlake, and Amy Winehouse all counted Donny Hathaway is their favorite artist, and then I, and we listened to Back to Black, her great record, and my wife said Love is a Losing Game is her favorite, and I, I agree, that's that might be her best tune. So we'll listen to that, and I will catch you on the flip side. But first, let's hear from Bafangu. Hi, this is Randall, and I'm here to tell you about the restaurant that my cousin opened up in Astoria, New York City. It's called Bafangu, and I think you'll love it. Come for the antipasti, with menu items such as tartare di carne, prosciutto con peri, and carpaccio di manzo. They also have bruschetti and insalati. Still hungry for more? Try the arancini, or the burrata. Wow, I think it might be time for some pasta. How about some ravioli di ricotto e spinaci? Wow, still hungry? How about salmone scottato con fagiolini? Or violetto alla minolinese? Want some pizza? Sorry, can't get that here. But it is time for dessert. How about some tiramisu? Or some gelato? You know you've had plenty of great wine. But how about a digestivo? Like amaretto luxardo, fernet branca, or amaro montenegro? Cap it all off with an espresso, a macchiato, or a cappuccino, and you are ready to go. Can't you picture it? You're halfway there. Come to Bafangu. It's my cousin's restaurant. Please ring. 
And Karl Marx was a boy He took a hard look around He saw people were starving all over the place While others were painting the town A public spirited boy Became a public spirited man So he worked very hard and he read everything Until he came up with a plan There'd be no exploitation The worker always killed No discrimination Cause the color of your skin No more private property It would not be allowed No one could rise too high No one could sink too low Or go under completely like some we all know If Marx were living today He'd be rolling around in his grave And if I had him here In my mansion on the hill I'd tell him a story It would give his old heart a chill It's something that happened to me I'd say, Carl, I recently stumbled Into a new family With two little children in school Where all little children should be I went to the orientation All the young mommies were there Carl, you never have seen such a glorious sight As these beautiful women arrayed for the night Just like countesses, empresses, movie stars and queens They'd come there with men much like me Froggish men, unpleasant to see Were you to kiss one, Carl? Nary a prince would there be Oh, Carl, the world isn't fair It isn't and never will be They tried out your plan and brought misery instead You see now they work Be glad you were dead Just like I'm glad I'm living in the land of the free Where the rich just get richer And the poor you don't ever have to see It would depress us, Carl Because we care That the world Still isn't fair
down the streets on my way to school Grinding my teeth to a rhythm invisible I use my feet to crush dead leaves Like they have fallen from trees Just for me, just to be Crash symbols In class I pass the time Drawing a slash for every time Second hand went by a group of five Done twelve times just a minute But Shamika said I had potential 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 I used to march down the windy, windy sidewalk Slapping my leg with the riding crop Thinking it made me come off so tough I didn't smile because a smile always seemed rehearsed I wasn't afraid of the bullies And that just made the bullies worse In class I'd pass the time Drawing a slash for every time The second hand went by A group of five done twelve times It's a minute but Shumika said I had potential 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 Hurricane Gloria in Excelsis Dale That's my bird in my tree My dog and my man and my music is my holy trinity Hurricane Gloria in Excelsis Dale That's my bird in my tree My dog and my man and my music is my holy trinity Tony told me he described me as pissed off, funny and warm Sebastian said I'm a good man and a stone Back then I didn't know what potential meant And Shamika wasn't gentle and she wasn't my friend But she got through to me and I'll never see her again She got through to me and I'll never see her again I'm pissed off, funny and warm I'm a good man and a stone And when the fall is torrential, I'll recall Shamika said I had potential Shamika said I had potential Shamika said I had potential Shamika said I had potential
All right, there you have it. Nice, leisurely round of sound. Thank you to Bafangul. That's our show. Hopefully you did the Amazon Smile thing. Download the app. Support the other amazing shows on this radio station. Coming up next is Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich. Shout out to Kent, who's before me. He's been doing a show live from home and doing a great job. If you didn't tune in to his show before mine, maybe next next week, throw that on as, as you're uh, making your coffee. Kent has been killing it in this dire time, playing some really heartfelt tunes and talking about life, and it's uh, it's great. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. This has been Race to the Bottom. I will talk to you guys next week. Stay safe and take care. Bye. No, you're a gambling man
though I 